0: This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast, or radio.com sports original. Hello there. Thank you guys once again for checking out Baldy's Breakdowns. We drop these every Wednesday. I'm Jason and Four with my man, Brian Baldinger. You can check us out on Radio.com, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast goodness. Please rate, review, and give us your feedback. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter, at Jason Lockett 4 and at Baldy NFL. And we are churning into November, Baldy. We're, yeah. we're coming up on Thanksgiving. We're getting into the nitty-gritty of, of all this. And um, as much as that's the case... I still find myself a little bit unsure about outside of maybe like Kansas city mm-hmm. who's, and I, I, and I guess they're complete. I'll say they're complete compared to everybody else, but like the rest of the league to some degree or another leaves me wanting more. Like, I, I'm not sure like who the truly, truly elite teams are.
1: Well, I think, you know, Pittsburgh is like, even though they, you know, they struggled in Dallas. I mean, Ben came, you know, back from an injury came back out of the locker room and, you know, it was through, you know, throws touchdown passes to win the game. I mean, they find a way that their defense keeps taking the ball away at a good rate. They keep getting to the quarterback. I mean, they just make things happen. And really, if you look around this, this whole landscape right now, Jason, you're right. I mean, Kansas city is elite because Patrick Mahomes is, is yeah. elite. He's, he's in a, he's in a stratosphere all by himself and, you know, just turn on any game and turn on any part of any game. And he's, He's like doing things that nobody else can do uh, on a weekly mat. So they're, they're in that category. You know, I saw our your Ravens, you know, like just sleepwalk through the first half. Yeah. Last week, and then, you know, you saw Lamar come out and go 10 for 10 the second half and the defense turned things up a little bit. And, and you know, they just completely shut the Colts down and they have that ability to do it. But, you know, these, these, these games, these weeks, they, they all kind of reveal weaknesses about all these teams. You know, uh, you know, we saw it in Buffalo with Seattle last week and Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm sure he feels, he'll never say this, but I'm I'm sure he feels like our defense is awful. I've got to make every play. We have to score 30 to 40 to win. And so he, you know, he's got eight interceptions right now and 10 turnovers and Buffalo capitalized. Now they did a lot of good things against him, but you know, that's, that's where this is at. And it comes down to this, to me, Jason, I, 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 I. I think about this when I watch Kansas City. I don't think they're a great defense. They're good, but they've got great players. I mean, Tyron Matthew is a great player. You know, Chris Jones is a great player. Frank Clark can be at times a great player. They just have guys that, when the game is on the line, they know, like it's 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 time. It's time to go make this play. And they, and that's what you know. Great players do like they they know the. When the game is in the balance, like, I got to show up. That's what they pay me to do. And they have a lot of guys, and there's teams like that out there that just have some great individual players, um, you know, that can really show up in crunch time. And that's kind of where this thing is at right now.
0: Well, a couple weeks ago, a lot of us would have probably looked at Russell Wilson as maybe the best individual player in the league, except since, you know, mid-October, he's had a couple of – you know, not Russell-esque games. Three turnovers against uh, the Cardinals. Yep. Even against the Dolphins, he had a pick in the in the end zone, in the red zone, that you never see. Uh, and then four turnovers against the Bills, Baldy, which has kind of opened this thing up. And I, I'm with you. I think Mahomes is, is about to make a run here. But what did you see schematically – um, that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier were, we're, we're kind of doing to, to well, frustrate Russell over. It, it
1: was really, it was really clever. So their two starting inside linebackers were Tremaine Edmonds and AJ Klein. And what they did in a lot of situations, not every play, but in certain situations, they blitzed them off the edge. And so what that did was Russell Wilson, who loves bootlegs and rollouts and getting outside the pocket. They had one guy, you know, Tremaine Edmonds at 6'5", 255 pounds that just sort of boxed him in or got in his face immediately. And A.J. Klein just used his instincts as a football player and his, um, you know, and his quickness to really thwart Russell Wilson every time he wanted to try to – and that's that's like his oxygen is when he escapes the pocket. And then he gets this clear vision, and then he uses his, you know – Uh, his instincts as a quarterback to go find the open receiver or run with it. And he just was frustrated by that. And I thought, you know, it's interesting because Buffalo plays Arizona this week and Kyler can do a lot of the same things that Russell does. And I'm anxious to see if Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, employ some of the same tactics that they used against Russell Wilson.
0: Well, you, you hit on the Ravens-Colts game there a little bit earlier as well. That was one we talked about a lot last week. We both were really intrigued to see how that would play out. Um, I thought Wink Martindale did a really good job there of um, resisting the urge to blitz like crazy. Um, yep. They threw a lot of coverage at Rivers. They played mm-hmm. a lot of zone. Um, and Baldy, I went into that game having reservations about Phillip Rivers over 16 weeks, and, and especially as a guy who's going to help you win games in January. I came out of it even more convinced that I would be looking at Jacoby Brissett. He starts six for six for 68 yards in the first quarter. Baldy, his yards per attempt the rest of the game were 4.37. They're trailing by two scores, and he's leading these methodical 12 plays, 12 plays, 75 yards, five-and-a-half-minute drives to nowhere. I mean, it's it, he, his, his, his quarterback rating throwing to wide receivers this year yeah. is like 70. Um, I know they're not super explosive. But there's only so many bubble screens, you know, and, and end arounds to your receivers that you can run. They they average over five per carry against the Ravens, which few people do. And the, the the passing game was less effective than the run game.
1: And and if you looked at, you know, the key play in the whole game was, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter or later in the fourth quarter, it's fourth and one. And, you know, they're down twenty one to ten. And, you know, they go to, you know, kind of a misdirection, drag the tight end across. Yeah. the field and Wink just came after him with, you know, with everything he had and Philip Rivers had no ability, you know, he, he can't extend plays. No. And so, you know, and he gives up on plays because, you know, he'll just go to the next down, but there's just, they're just an incomplete offense. And if you're asking, and if you're asking Philip Rivers to win a game for you at the end, I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. He didn't, he wasn't good at it last year uh, with the chargers and he's not good at it right now. And, those, those, he, they're, they're, they don't look. T. Y. Hilton is a good player, but he's, you know he's been more yes. hurt than healthy. You. So th- that's what you're sure you're throwing them. You know Michael Pittman and you know some of these guys right now. And and there's just the timing just isn't there. That I thought the timing with some of his players last week was just awful, considering it was the ninth week of the season. And so, if defensively they're very good, but if they're not taking the ball away, and if they're not scoring, um, then I, I, you know, they, they don't look like an offense that could do much. Does I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is the better answer right now. He's more mobile. Um, you know, he's got probably bigger arm bigger arm right now at this at this stage. I mean, you're just looking at a guy that is thirty-seven years old or thirty-eight years old, and he's very
0: much in the twilight. Well, you mentioned the Titans. We should probably hit on them a little bit. And the Bears got eviscerated for their lack of offense through three quarters. And justifiably so you and I, I think have both thought that, that their record was going to catch up to them. And I think before we know it, they're going to be 500 or worse, but it obscured a little bit. The Titans who only had 228 yards of offense themselves, Baldy, and oh, it was a big play here or there, but going into that game against the Steelers, we both were, we kind of interested to see how this offensive line would hold up. And would the run game get affected? by the fact that now you not only don't just have Conklin, now you don't have Luan. And they seem to be suffocating a little bit more week by week offensively, and we know that the defense is nothing special. Well, I mean, in that
1: game, um, you know, Derek Henry had one run for 26 yards, but the rest of the game he averaged under two yards of carry. He had nine of his 21 runs, Jason, went for a yard or less. Jeez. And so when you watch the Bears' defense, I mean, they're very disciplined. They're very. Their front is very good. Uh, and they're healthy this year. You know, Akeem Hicks is healthy. Last year they lost both Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. Yeah. And they were playing backup inside linebackers. They're healthy. And Robert Quinn is an upgrade over Leonard Floyd. Um, they're very well coached. Uh, they're a very good defense. And the Titans, uh, look, you know, when they, they when they can't run the ball, um, they're they are not – I mean, A.J. Brown's one, you know, is close to an elite receiver and yeah. he did a lot of damage for him. But, you know, this is going to be – it kind of leads this Bears defense into this game against Dalvin Cook and the Vikings this week, Jason. And, you know, when I look at that game, I mean, nobody's run the ball like Dalvin Cook. Mm-mm. And really, it's really a statement, what I thought, coming out of week nine, Jason, is you cannot look at records in these matchups.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I don't know what the Vikings are going to do yet this week against the Bears. But I feeling they're going to run the ball pretty good. Me too. Uh, and And if you look at – Two teams, if you look at the Vikings and the Falcons right now, I don't know that anybody wants to play either one of those teams. Uh, Both offenses are just humming. We all know what Gary Kubiak can do when the running game is going. And if you take the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands because you just don't have to put it there, that's a good thing. But they also average more yards per play-action attempt than anybody in the league. They average over 11 yards an attempt in play-action, which means they're making the run game pay off. And that's really where Kirk Cousins is can be at his best, um, and if they continue to run the ball like this, they're gonna they're gonna run them, themselves right back into the NFC North race. It, it can happen. And and the Falcons, the way Matt Ryan is playing, even without Calvin Ridley, uh, they're they're playing great football right now, all the way around. I mean, you you can say that you know the 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 change of Raheem Morris, the head coach, has made all the difference in the world for that team.
0: Yeah, it, it is crazy that. They're dangerous teams right now, and four weeks ago, we would have said, what's going on? They can't beat anybody. I I tend to think it's probably going to be too little, too late for both of them. But you know know what? If we do have to go to an eight-team field, Baldy, because we don't finish the full regular season, then who knows? The battle for those those eighth seeds um, will certainly be interesting. One other game we have to touch on from last week before we move forward. Oh my goodness. Tom Brady catching a beat down the likes of which I don't recall him ever catching his entire career. I, I, maybe that's, is that just a bad matchup for the bucks Baldy? Is there anything to the fact that every time the bucks have been on the national stage, whether it's against the bears, whether it's against inferior teams, whether it's against good teams like the saints that they don't, they don't show very well. Well, <clears throat>
1: So two things. I mean, it was a, uh, you know, it was, it was the Saints offense, which was just so highly efficient, you know, from the opening drive where the Bucs are just playing from behind from the very beginning. But I mean, Tom Brady for the, I think the first time in his career, Jason, or at least the first time in, in over a decade um, he was 0 for four in his first third downs.
0: Yeah. Like they didn't make a first
1: down, mm-hmm. you know, the first four times they had the ball. And really, from the opening play of the game, when he was trying to hit Chris Godwin on a square out, I mean, Cam Jordan hit him. And, you know, I mean, going back to, you know, some Super Bowl games against the Giants, when the Giants hit Tom Brady, you know, from the opening drive of the game, he just wasn't very good. And, you know, I mean, they, you know, they had no, they lost their left guard. You can make excuses, all that kind of stuff. But really, I mean, the Saints defensive line dominated up front. And that has not happened. Brady has been untouched. Yeah, previous two weeks. And, um, you know, he looked invincible when he gets untouched. But they're a deep passing team. They they like to take their deep shots. They didn't get any. And if you if Tom Brady can't hold the ball for those things to happen down the field, he's going to get hit and he's not going to be effective. You know, and then defensively. They're a very good defense, but they're his own defense. And so when you watch Sean Payton just script these plays, Jason, I mean, they're all designed to beat. The zone
0: yeah and
1: so yeah. Devin White who is just a he's just a Eurostar freight train out there wanting to hit people like you watch him in zone coverage he's he looked like a like it'd be like a fish out of water you know yeah. I mean he just he was lost and constantly just taking advantage of it. and by you know and, and go find out who you know Marquez Callaway is and some of these guys are throwing to yeah. you know it wasn't Michael Thomas and now the game no. was all these other guys and so that's just the type of ammunition they have when you start game planning. You know, if it's a one game game, like I don't know that anybody can game plan better than no. Sean Payton and Drew Brees.
0: No. And you knew they weren't going to take their, their foot off the gas. And, they, and the other thing they is, you know, like in. Todd
1: Bowles has got to see this and you, you, you can't just sit there in these zones when they're yeah. just like literally a Thanksgiving day Turkey, just getting carved up. Like you've got to change you've got to change your approach when you see this happening.
0: You mentioned, um, Kyler Murray and, and that matchup last week, Kyler versus Tua lived up to the hype. I mean, at yeah. times Baldy, it kind of had me thinking back to like, when you, you you'd go out for recess and you know, the two best athletes are picking teams and they both play quarterback and yeah. it's just, it's just back and forth. Everybody's all muddy at the end. Right. And, it, 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 it just – it was just – I mean, it was just a joy to watch.
1: It was. And, you know, I've, like I'm thinking about – I was watching that game and I, I put together like a quarterback duel, you know, out in the desert. And, you know, just putting it together was a lot of fun. But, like, if you go back to, you know, the archives and, you know, Marino and Montana in a Super Bowl game and the buildup to it, like I'm not saying that either one of those players are in that category. I'm not kidding. but But it's it, – you get that type of – the ball's in their hands – and you're just going to get one great play after another, and guys that are really define what today's NFL is, is that these guys are dual threats. Um, you try to box them in, you know, they're, they're just going to squeeze themselves out. Uh, they they both have killer arms, and you're you the the game is just exciting all the way to the finish, all, all the way to the finish, and it, it really sets up this week's up this week's matchup. Yes. You know when Justin Herbert comes to town because they could have just as easily won that game against the Raiders last every week, week Baldy, every, every, week.
0: every week with these guys. I can't figure it out.
1: I the thing about this Justin Herbert. Well, I mean, look, Isaiah Johnson makes two plays in the end zone. I don't know, Jason, what you know. The officiating is the officiating, but yeah. I don't know if it's an interference, non-interference. I mean, it's just it's impossible to know. I mean, both both officials are signaling a touchdown, right. you know, and then it's reviewed. It's not a touchdown. I mean, it's just. It's just it, it, they've shaved the, the slices so thin right now that it's really just difficult to figure out what anything is. But but that being said, Justin Herbert, when I watch him play, honestly, God, like you talk about going out in the playground with the two best yeah. athletes, like he he makes throwing a football look like literally like the, the cliche a can of corn. He yeah. makes it look so easy, and. I, you know, I don't know, like I said last week, I don't know what Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are going to be. They're probably going to go number one and number two. Yes, sir. But either, if either one of these guys are anywhere near as good or as comfortable or relaxed or as efficient as Justin Herbert, then those teams are going to find, you know, gold. Because this guy is he, – he's really a really phenomenal player.
0: Yeah, that should be another fun one to finish. I just don't know how the Chargers avoid – making macro level changes at this point when you know crucial losses are just sort of baked into your dna that tends to eventually result in a coaching change Mm. um i know we make fun of the nfc least and Mm. it has been a tough watch but i have been bullish on the eagles for a while thinking they're going to get healthy coming out of the bye and and they're the best team on paper and that will start to manifest itself but the giants have quietly baldy started playing really solid defense for I mean, the better part of a month now, Um, they win, uh, albeit a fairly ugly one against the Washington football team. But still, they get the win, thanks in large part to three interceptions by Alex Smith. Um, Where are you on this division, and and what are you looking for in this matchup?
1: Well, I love watching teams that just, you can see the development as the season goes on. Last year, the Dolphins were 0-7. And by the time they got to December, they were a good football team, and obviously they've turned a corner. And I'm watching Joe Judge's team here, and I was down on Jason Garrett and down on Joe Judge early in the year when I saw, like, just flagrant mistakes and bad technique. And I watch this offense. I always watch the offensive line. And I'm watching this offensive line, and and there's times when they play Andrew Thomas at left tackle and the Shane Lemieux's coming at left guard and they play Matt Parrott at right tackle or left tackle. And I'm seeing three rookies out there, and I'm watching an offense line that can run the football. I mean, I, Washington defense is a good defense. Yes. And they ran the ball really good. Alfred Morris, I don't know what you know set of mothballs he was in or <laughs> where he's been, but Alfred Morris looked like a little bit like Alfred Morris from the Redskins when he set a season, uh, season record of uh, rushing New York yes. in the yards. Yes. But they can run the football. Two weeks in a row now, they've run it really well. And the offense line has really come on. And the techniques and the fundamentals and the play calling is there. The quarterback still – I mean, the quarterback Eagles. bounces the ball off his knee last week. He yeah. gets the ball punched out out of bounds. I mean, he still has a hard time holding on to it. But this – to me, this game, this weekend in New York or in the at MetLife is, yeah. is for the division. Like the Eagles are counting on getting healthy and getting all these guys back, and I think that's going to make a, a big difference. But if the Giants find a way – to win this game, they'll get their third win, and they're going to be the team that's playing the best football in the division if they win this game. And so, to me, like the Eagles can just snuff them out, and they can put them in their place this week with a win. But if the Giants find a way to win this game, and defensively they're playing very good, um, very solid football, at every position they're playing well, and if the offense does what they did last week against the Redskins, which wasn't great but it was enough, right? Then then you can see this team just. Gain confidence because for six weeks in a row now, Jason, ever since that loss to the Rams 17 to nine, they've been very competitive and they've been every and they've been in every game. You know, they found ways to lose. Even the last Eagles game a couple weeks ago, they they found a way to lose that game at the end. But like this team is getting better. And I got to credit Joe Judge and his staff. Uh, I think they're good teachers and and it shows up on film.
0: We'll stay with some of these divisional matchups and, and you're right that that game may decide the division. I think it's pretty obvious to say the Colts Titans games will decide that division because Houston and Jacksonville aren't getting off the mat. Um, Both these teams, we talked about it a little limited offensively right now. Colts defense I think is, is, is legit Titans defense. Not so much. The Colts ran the ball better last week than we had seen them run it all season. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Baldy?
1: Well, I, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And, you know, last week really it came down to the turnovers. I mean, the Jonathan Taylor fumble and the return for a touchdown by Chuck Clark, I mean, was really the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's 65-yard touchdown. The Ravens weren't driving the field in that first half at all. Nope. So, you know, the Colts gave them seven points, but defensively they held them to 14 points, even with Lamar going 10 for 10. You know, they scored 14 points in a game. And that's kind of what the Colts defense has been all year. They're very, very good. And so their challenge is Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. And I think their corners are playing exceptionally well. Rocky in. in. Um, you know, and you look at Xavier Rhodes and yeah. you look at Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore. Um, he, is an, he, 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 he might be the best nickel corner in, in football right now. He's as good as anybody. Um, I, I think it just comes down to the team that, you know, doesn't make the mistake in this game. Uh, short week. It's probably a good thing for Philip Rivers to have a short week, so he doesn't have to. But I, I'm going to take the Titans just because their quarterback play is better than what the Colts is right now. And Tannehill has been he's has not made critical mistakes in football games to lose games. I, I'll take Tannehill and whatever defense they can put out there right now. Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, their, their acquisition of Des King. Paid off already Big last time touchdown. I mean, Bumble return for a touchdown. I mean, Des King is first of all, he's a very smart kid. He's a, he's a playmaker. I don't know what happened uh, with the Chargers with him, but the Tennessee Titans got better with the acquisition of Des King.
0: Rams and Seahawks, Baldy, another game with significant divisional ramifications. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that you see back to back bad games from Russell Wilson. Although you could, you could make the case he's had a a rough outing two of the last three times out. Um, you know, the Rams, I I think we know they're, you know, they're going to throw a bunch of passes to running backs. They're going to try to get golf and as many high percentage throws as possible. And the Seahawks secondary right now, um, is about as bad as anything I've ever seen. Uh, I'm guessing this is a high scoring affair, Baldy. That, that that would seem to be the case to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, Aaron Donald usually has great games against the Seahawks. I mean, he abuses the interior of their offensive line on a regular basis. I mean, he, he tracks, I don't know how many of his career sacks are to Russell Wilson, but I would say he's without even looking at it. I'd say he sacked Russell Wilson more than any other quarterback in this league. Uh, now they're in the division play each other twice a year. Um, I want to see what the Rams look like coming out of this bye week, you know, and if they can still run the ball as effectively as they have this year, they've been committed to it. They've been good at it. Um, They, they really, you know, this, this, this complimentary back thing with, with Henderson and Malcolm Brown has been really good for them. Um, And when they run the ball really well, it seems like Jared Goff plays well. So this, this is for the division and, you know, for, I know Arizona is right in the hunt right now, but uh, you know the way the Seahawks have really come back to the pack a little bit here. I think the, the Rams, and without the twelfth man effect up there, yes, I think the Rams have all the ability in the world to go up there and win this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I gotta say, Baldy, I, Pete Carroll's a heck of a coach. I have immense respect for him, but when he comes out after that game on against the Bills, saying I didn't think they were going to throw it on us that much, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, of course they're gonna like what? They don't run the ball very well, and they know they have to get out to a lead, and they tried to throw their way to it. And I just thought Brian Dable had an a, a, an amazing game plan. Their script was on point, and at fourteen nothing, you knew Seattle was in was in bad shape. I, I I'd be very interested to see what sort of recalibrations and adjustments they can make on that Seattle defense. Cause again, it's, it's just horrendous right now. Vikings and bears, um, two teams seemingly going in different directions, Baldy. I know we touched on it a little earlier uh, in the show, but is, is that a game where you, you feel like Minnesota now could, could win this game and really yes. get back in this thing.
1: The bears have lost three in a row. This, this, this stat kind of blows me away because you know, last week, um, you know the Bears had a goose egg up there through three quarters. Yeah. But so I, it, it's made me think because they've had these fourth quarter comebacks this year, but they have outscored in the thir- in the fourth quarter they've scored ninety two points in the f- in seven games, and in the first three quarters combined they've scored eighty six points. Jesus, man. So like, they and am so like, go. Well, why can't they score like that in the first quarter? Well, their their offense line is a mess. They, they really have not, in the first half of the season, figured out what they do well yet. It's just grabbing straws, trying to find a play um, right now. And David Montgomery is basically just trying to avoid a collision behind the line of scrimmage, get to the line of scrimmage uh, over and over again. And they, like, they're just, the offense is a mess, and it hasn't changed. And the Vikings, you know, they're playing, they had 15 rookies this year that they drafted. And I, I counted eight, made a major impact in the game last week. And these young guys are getting better. Ezra Cleveland starting at right guard, Justin Jefferson right now, DJ Wanham rushing the passer. I mean, yep. you know, Jeff Gladney at left corner doesn't look like a rookie anymore. I mean, these these Mike Zimmer went young. He got rid of these guys. And Daniil Hunter isn't there, but he's playing all these young defensive linemen, and they have a little game to them. And, you know, they're really good in the back end at safety and at linebacker. And so I I like the Vikings to continue on the ways right now. I I think this is going to be a team that's just going to get better and better and I'd be surprised in a low scoring game here that the Vikings don't find a way to win this. Dalvin Cook is just on a mission. And yes. The one thing I think they'll do they'll do with him in this game against the Bears, Jason, is I think they'll throw the ball mm-hmm. more to him than they have. He's been catching about two or three passes a game. But he's a great receiver and you put him in space right now. I don't know there's a better player in the league.
0: Baldy, we couldn't finish this yep. this round up and look ahead without talking about a matchup of of young gun quarterbacks again. We had Kyler versus Tua last week. Uh now it's Kyler versus uh Allen, two great running quarterbacks, two kids who make uh incredible things happen on the run with their arm outside of the pocket on the move. Um Kyler on pace for 16 touchdowns and about 1100 rushing yards. I do have concerns about Arizona's defense though, Baldy, and not a whole lot of natural pass rushers. The loss of Chandler Jones, little beat up in the secondary. Um, uh, it's probably going to be a lot of points scored in this one too.
1: Well, Josh Allen was unbelievable last week. And so the Cardinals got to get ready for a you know, they they play five wide receivers more than anybody else out there. And so how many guys can you cover? How many coverage guys are really good? You know, you got, you know, from Diggs all the way down, they've got five guys, John Brown, Cole Beasley. You know, you go through the list of these guys. they got a rookie there. And Josh Allen right now is making his reads. He was unstoppable last week. And the defense helped him out. You know, they gave him four extra at-bats. They gave him great field position off those four turnovers. They scored 16 points off the turnovers last week. Uh, And the Bills, they got their starting corners back. They got – Tredavious White back. He had a big game of an interception, a fumble recovery. They got Levi Wallace back. And when they have those guys on the outside, they're just a much more confident defense. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds really showed up last week. I thought for the first time all year, he's been banged up. He's been playing a little bit injured, but I really thought he made a difference last week. Um, The Bills to me, when they play like that, um, they're going to be tough to stop. And so... I think they're built the right way, and I think the Bills keep marching. I think that I think the Arizona Cardinals really got a tough one, you know, in front of them this week.
0: Well, a lot of great games on tap. Uh, we're starting to get into the nitty gritty here, and, and and maybe we'll be able to make uh, a little more heads or tails at uh, some of these division races. We'll certainly know a little bit more with with some of these key divisional matchups on tap. Um, and we all just keep our fingers crossed and keep the faith that. Uh, we as a country and and we as a league keep grinding through this thing and uh, hopefully we're able to keep uh, keep playing these games. Baldy, I wish you safe travels as always. Um, I was, I'd just like to finish.
1: Just you know, it is Veterans Day here. Yes, of country and the people that have served that allow a lot of this to to take place. I just want to give a special mention on Veterans Day here to everybody that has served, continue to serve, men, women. Um, you know, we are we're a
0: better nation because of our. Military and the service that they've provided. Absolutely, it, it is the ultimate sacrifice. Those who have put their country before themselves, and, and we owe um, everyone uh, a, a tremendous debt of gratitude. Who's, who's ever, who's ever uh, made that sacrifice. Um, but we we appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, this is Baldy's Breakdowns. You can find me at Jason Lock and 4 on Twitter. You can find Baldy at Baldy NFL. You can find us back here every Wednesday and continue to check us out. Rate us, give us feedback on Twitter, on Spotify, iTunes, radio.com, anywhere. You guys get your podcast. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll be back next week.